Previously, on Jawbreakers Podcast. Right, we listened to Jack Carlos at midnight, unfortunately. Yes, we did. The Churchill Downs video came out. Oh my god! That song made me want to chop my ears off. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a song they put together. I don't like seeing Jack Harlow rich. I mean, to be blunt about it. And so now I've just been listening to Jack Harlow. You know, they're doing these cutaways to these raps and... Chris Red's Morpheus and Jack Harlow's there for some reason. I assume he's the musical guest in that episode. Yeah. Hey, do you know anything about Jack Harlow? In his (laughs) music... I don't know anything about him. (laughs) In one of his performances, like a quarter of the way into one of the songs, Adam Levine comes out and they're singing to each other. And it just has real uh, Nelly and Tim McGraw vibes. Wow, I never knew they loved each other so much. That type of vibe. (laughs) And I was like, who is this? Finally, he says, they say that my voice is attractive and it's a Kentucky accent. Ah. And it's fucking Jack Harlow. And that's what you missed last week. And this week we are talking about Jack Harlow again. This has to be towards the end. There's no way we can keep talking about him. Alexis is so kind for letting me talk about him so much. Uh, yeah, anyways, that's what we're talking about. Jack Harlow, he is in the remake of White Men Can't Jump, which came out this year. The original one came out in 1992 with Wesley Snipes and, um, what's his name? Woody Harrelson. So, if you want to watch those movies, either or both of them, before listening to this, you're welcome to do so. Otherwise, I encourage you to become a patron for extras and earlies. Mm. Okay, enjoy the episode. Thanks for being here. You're listening to Jawbreakers, the show hosted by the Pittsburgh area's top trend forecasters, Alexis and Susie. Grab some candy in your headphones, pull up a seat near a super loud railroad track, and get ready for pop culture news so fake, you'll have to wonder if they're lying. I'm so glad that Canada Dry is still in here. The Wozniak. Wishniak. Mm-hmm. Worcester. Worcestershire. <laughs> Today's candy is for Pride Month. Oh, is it Gray Skittle? Nope. Nope. It's <laughs> Rainbow Ropes. <laughs> the only colors I can see are green and yellow. And then off that something that might be blue. But I just it think kind of looks like green. It's kinda, yeah. It's by Coastal Bay Confections. Where'd you get those at? Since 2006, offers a wide variety of top quality candies that will satisfy the ultimate sweet tooth. Wow, they were still creating candies in 2006. Coastal Bay, located out of Chesapeake, Virginia. I was picturing the other coast. Yeah, Mm, I guess this makes sense. The packaging has images of like actual rainbows, like Uh the ones God put in the sky. Okay. But... (laughs) The candy itself. Is that yellow and black? Black and yellow, black and... I think it's supposed to be purple. <laughs> They're hardly rainbows. Maybe this is homophobic. It smells like, um... Oh, it smells like a Halloween candy. What's it looks it like? like Gumby. Wow, that green one does. Oh, it's green and red, like Christmas. Yeah. It smells like something. Pixie sticks, maybe? It smells like Pixie sticks, 100%. Or like Fun Dip, which is just Pixie sticks. What's in the middle? 
It looks like pixie stick. Like if pixie stick dust turned into goo, that's what's in the middle. You asked where I got it. After tasting it, do you have any guesses? A Dollar General. Dollar Tree. So, there was a album that came out in March. It was Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia. Okay. Um, and I wasn't really listening to it, and like the first time you listen to an album, you like don't catch most of the lyrics. Uh-huh. Also, I was just like randomly like searching up music. I didn't like look at the track names or anything. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, cool, a new album, boom, listening to it. I had to stop it and look at it because there's a song on this album called Jack Harlow Combo Meal. <laughs> and the chorus of it is like, how can I trust y'all when you let Jack Harlow sell you chicken? And then there's like an instrumental moment of silence, pretty much. To be like, what the fuck's everyone's problem? How did he get away with that? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really funny. Good for him. Yeah. Like, it's a, a good point. Why was Jack Carlos selling everyone chicken? I didn't. But it's the closest I've ever come to buying KFC. I'm surprised you didn't. Were you just like, I'm just going to eat this? What was the meal? Do you remember? Do I have to look it up? Dude, what even was the meal? It'd be so funny if it was just like a biscuit. <laughs> Doesn't Jack Harlow portray a vegan in this uh, movie, White Man Can't Jump? Yes. Yeah, he's out here selling chicken. Well, it's all, all I'm getting is the Danny Brown song now. Okay, I found it. It looks like a chicken sandwich, fries, uh, mac and cheese, and a drink. It's probably a specific, like, drink and dip. The first class meal all on its own. A first class meal. With plenty of ranch and lemonade. Doesn't get much better. Okay. So my problem with KFC is that when did I... Did you hang a piece of carpet up there? I did. I'm surprised it's staying. Me too. I tried to hang a second piece and it didn't stay. <laughs> <laughs> I hung it up because I thought it would help with echo. Oh. Now the room's soundproof. I've always thought about saving egg cartons to just put up in here. I started saving them. Oh, nice. Not for putting them up in here. That's really good. Yeah. The first time that I became aware of animal cruelty in the like food industry was hearing about KFC's chicken. And so I don't I think that's part of why I've just never been able to eat it. Oh, interesting. They was electrocute ki- their chickens. <gasps> well, that sounds familiar actually. Yeah, that was like the first time that I was like, oh, eating meat is like unethical. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be, but it usually is. Right. Because I still have eaten meat from plenty of other places. Yeah. But because that's the way that I learned about animal cruelty in the food industry, I just can't eat cake. Do you think Jack Harlan knows that? If you met him, would you tell him? Isn't he our age? Yeah. He should have heard that rumor at the same time, right? Maybe they I don't know he lives in Kentucky. In Kentucky, they probably, that's true. They probably shut that shit down. Uh-huh. But yeah, Jack Harlow, not my favorite rapper. Not even my favorite person. I think I've always had a reservation. You always knew it wasn't. I always knew it wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. There is There is something about him. He's got a charm to him that sometimes sticks harder than other times. I just don't see that charm. I understand. A lot of people don't. <laughs> Did you listen to his newest album? I listened to it one time. How was it? I just shut up. His you know? last just album? Shut up. The one 
with first class on it, mm-hmm. you and I listened to at like midnight. Yeah, when that it was the worst time of my life. That's like the worst time I've ever had listening to an album. Like I don't think I've actually listened to an album full all the way through. Do you think? Did you have anything else going on, or it was because of Jack Harlow? I think it was because of Jack Harlow. Okay, yeah, just I mean, but also valid. I've said it, and I'll say it every day for the rest of my life. That song with Drake. Also, at that point, I already know Jack Harlow is fucking mid. Like, I'm not expecting anything from him. Right. So, well, like, he's so good at being mid. Right. So, like, that song, I don't care about. Like, Jack Harlow doesn't offend me on that song. Jack Harlow's just being Jack Harlow. But... The Drake verse fucking sucks. The Drake verse is literally the worst thing on that whole album. So many Drake fans are dick riding for that song. People love that song. The Drake fans made that like one of the most popular songs on this album because they won't stop listening it's to it. It's so bad. He's trying so hard to be every other rapper. Drake is? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jack Carlo, I already know you agree with me on this, so feel free to just <laughs> chime right in. People don't fucking say this out loud enough, I don't think. And I've literally followed Jack Harlow as a topic on Twitter, so I feel like I should see <laughs> this. He stays in his lane. That's something people like him for. He wouldn't have a lane if he wasn't stealing Mac Miller's lane. Totally. No, I don't even think it's people. I think he just compares himself to Mac Miller. I don't think other people compare him to he, Mac Miller. He really does it to himself. But he compared himself to Mac Miller. And the thing about Mac Miller is he didn't stay in his own lane. Like, Mac Miller... He prided himself on being experimental sometimes. But Jack Harlow, one billion percent, couldn't exist without Mac Miller. And I don't know if he could exist if Mac Miller was still here. I don't think... I literally don't think he could. I think people would just call him a knockoff Mac Miller and move on. Yeah. And it is different, because, like... Well, Jack Harlow's from Kentucky. But Kentucky like Pittsburgh is just like a sort of rusty surround yeah like that's all I got just rust yeah a lot of rust like I get it's a similar upbringing like it's not quite fully the south well Kentucky's obviously more but like Kentucky at least was in the confederacy but it's one of the fake confederate states Kentucky and Missouri are fake they're fake they're faking (laughs) <laughs> I think they were, like, added late to the Confederacy or some shit. There's, like, there's something about... It's Kentucky and Missouri are both, like... They're not even in the South. Like, Missouri especially is not in the South. Yeah. But they, like, wanted to be. <laughs> but then they use that to excuse their racism. They're like, well, right. we're in the Confederacy. We get to fly the flag. No, you don't. Put away it's the stars and bars. Put on some fucking Jack Harlow. And eat some KFC. Yeah, um, there's a scene in White Men Can't Jump where Jack Harlow's literally wearing a shirt that says, like, self-care university or some shit. Do you think that's a reference? I don't, but I think that, like, because Mac Miller has a song called Self-Care from the Swimming Album, which is the last one that he put out before he died. And then there's, like, that's, like, people love that song, and it's, like, one of the better performing songs from the album. Yeah. Also, there's a creepy aspect that the music video is, like, he's in a a coffin. coffin. Yeah, Yeah, so, like... There's a whole thing right. to that. Jack Harlow obviously knows all of that when he puts on the self-care university yeah. sweatshirt. Yeah. So this movie, White Men Can't Jump, they made a re- remake, 2023. I said that to someone the other day. I was like, Have, uh, did you know there's a remake? And they're like, recent? I was like, yes. When did the first one come out? Like 90-something? 90s, early 90s? Yeah. These are delicious. They're pretty good. They're very sugary. Sometimes, like, candy just needs to, like, chill out. You know? 
And this, they, this is chill. Yeah, this is, wow, this is really black and yellow. It kind of is. We should buy a bunch of packs. Save all the black and yellow ones. For like a 412 party? Yeah. We got a whole year. <laughs> we got a whole year of Coastal Bay Confection Rainbow Ropes. Uh, agree or disagree? White men can't jump. Um, agree. <laughs> Wait, oh my god, what? So the movie, the movie with Jack Carlo is actually kind of funny. I kind of enjoyed it. But it's my, hilarious. The absolute best shot of the entire. movie. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> yeah, because it was so fucking funny. <laughs> Jack Carlo. <laughs> so the premise of this movie for the remake is like there's two. I mean, I guess this is sort of the original, but this one specifically, two dudes whose basketball careers didn't take off for different reasons. One guy, his dad is, like, a pro baller, and, like, he didn't really rise to the occasion. I forget what else other shit he has going on. And then Jack Harlow's character doesn't play pro basketball, probably for a lot of reasons, but the excuse he has, (laughs) somebody in the movie's like, well, didn't you tear your ACL? (laughs) And then he's like, I tore both. And it pans down and shows scars <laughs> on both of his knees. Also, I've never in my life heard of someone tearing both ACLs. How do you tear both? Like, it's just a fucking stupid-ass joke. But it is the premise for the entire character. Like, he has, like, all these problems because he can't recover from two torn ACLs. Like, it is impossible How to you- be an athlete with two torn ACLs. Most people can't do it with one torn ACL. It's That's a like career-ending injury. Yeah. Oh my god. It's so funny. But that shot, I've thought about that shot every day since we watched it. <laughs> like, the pan down was crazy. The first one is from 1992 with Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. The Woody Harrelson role is the role that Jack Harlow is reprising. Okay, all of these. I'm sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. That's it. I googled two torn ACLs just to see what would come up, and all of them are, like, inspirational stories of, like, how rare this is. This is, like, from childrensmercy.org, Megan's story. From the Washington Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, my treatment for two torn ACLs. Well, it's That's insane. That is insane. Also, what the fuck, is, what do you gotta do to tear both ACLs? Because I don't even, th- so you tear one ACL, right? You were doing something strenuous, you were playing football or some shit. After that, you can't even tear another one. You're not playing football still. I need to tear both. One soccer star, two torn ACLs. And both of her knees. Jesus Christ. God, that is horrifying. But all of them are like, this is a major story. Like, it's not a thing that just happens. Okay, so in the original one, the 1992 one, Woody Harrelson's character is a former college basketball player who makes his living by hustling street ballers who assume he can't play because he's white. Uh-huh. And then the Wesley Snipes character keeps getting beat by him. They both need money for shit. Um, <laughs> I forgot about this part. Wait, didn't... We were just trying to figure this out the other day. What was the other thing that brought up Jeopardy? Oh, yeah! It was, it was uh, Woody it, Harrelson's girlfriend. Woody Harrelson's girlfriend like That's dreams right. of going on Jeopardy. The entire movie, she's like practicing. I forgot, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Because it came up because there's a character on Bones who wins Jeopardy and has to, like, go to rehab because he spends all his money on drinking and gambling. That's right. The entire movie is just, like, antics between these two guys who can play basketball. They can hustle easily because most 
people assume that the white guy can't play ball. Right. This the remake movie has like more specific issues that each of them is trying to tackle. Right. Jack Harlow's character needs to repair the ACL, so he's chasing money so that he can get stem cell. That's right. Treatment or right. something like some experimental drug, and he just comes off like a weird druggy. I thought he came off like a weird druggie. Yeah, well, he was also, like, taking pills and stuff and, like, hiding from his girlfriend. Oh, right. He's lying to his girlfriend the whole time. Not quite the charming relationship of the Jeopardy girl and Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson and the Jeopardy girl were heartbreaking because they were, like, so fucking cute. He was so sweet to her. Was he lying, too, though? Probably, yeah. But, like, it wasn't... It was... It felt more, like, because he needed money and, like, he didn't want to feel bad about himself. Jack Harlow's lying... Jack Harlow's character is lying... Because he wants to play basketball more. Straight up. Which, like, grow up. Right. Oh, the screenplay for the remake is by Kenya Barris of Blackish. Oh. The original one was by Ron Shelton. Cinqua Walls is the counterpart to Jack Harlow. There's no plot description on this Wikipedia, so I have to use my brain. I don't remember what... Everyone else's plot was. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Harlow's girlfriend was a dancer. She got a, she, oh, she was going to dance for like SZA. That's when she left. Oh yeah. (laughs) Jack Harlow's dating. Yeah. Um, like a choreographer. Yeah. Yeah. And then she gets a call from SZA to like be on her team and she's going to like tour with SZA and Jack Harlow like can't be happy for her because he's still struggling to make it in the basketball world. Because both of his ACLs are torn. I really like... One thing I really like about this movie is that the characters are our age. Yeah. Like, bro, you're 10 years out of high school. (laughs) You didn't make it. You gotta throw in the towel at some point. I've also... I don't know people who have could have made it to, like, professional football or soccer or anything, but I know multiple people who are like, Oh, I could have made it to professional basketball, but this happened to me. Like, I don't know why that's happened to me in multiple places in my life. <laughs> Where I know people like that who, like, play in these kind of leagues. Where, like, they do the same sort of thing. They, like, still play basketball. Yeah, and they do this, like, they do the same sort of, like, hustling with it. I mean, b- hustling with basketball. I don't know if it's a thing for other sports, I guess. I, I don't know. Well, in general, basketball is more accessible because all you need is the ball. Because you just ball and just yeah. go. You just yeah. need the ball and a hoop. Right. That's true. So, like, in general, you, it's How are you going to practice football? Exactly. Yeah. yeah have, like, true. most sports, you have you need, like, a lot more equipment. Ryuk, I would defend you, but you look... The other day, I, like, walked past Ryuk, and she was just covered in spit. <laughs> and Vienna was nowhere to be found. I was like, who the fuck spit on your entire body? Vienna, how are you still panting? Yeah, I was wondering that, too. Ryuk, how Ryuk, are so you? you want this. Yeah, Ryuk... Okay. <laughs> Your ear is foul. You are covered in spit, dude. <laughs> you are a spit head. Um, okay, also. That was crazy. So, first movie comes out 1992. This movie with Jack Carlo comes out 2023. Uh-huh. Race relations, different. Good point, yeah. And every time, like in this movie, Jack Carlo keeps trying to be like, Ooh. We don't, like, how can you... Race isn't even like that anymore. Yeah, like, don't stereotype white people. Everyone knows that there's a chance that I might be able to throw a basketball, which is actually kind of true. Right. Well, like, people in this universe have probably seen the original one. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) 
<laughs> I just, you, you know. You think the original one exists in this movie? I do, actually. I don't really remember. What was, like, the race thing in, like, the first one? It was just, it was a very straightforward, no one's gonna think the Woody Harrelson character right. can play basketball. But also, Woody Harrelson wasn't like, oh, it's not like that anymore. Right. Yeah, he, he, just, no, like, he no, was like, he was like, this is my entire grind. Right. Is taking advantage of people who assume white people can't play basketball. Right. Because they're usually right. Right. <laughs> well, I think the way people look at the Woody Harrelson character today, like someone like that, I think is pretty well imagined as Jack Carlos character. I agree. Like just someone who's like making these juices, saying, you know, race doesn't matter anymore. Stuff like... like. I think they also... They evolved the character really well. Yeah. I think... The, yeah, I think it's a very... I think it's a good... 2023 version of the character. Right, like the guy who wore tie-dye in 1992. If you put him in 2023, he would be, like, drinking a hemp beverage. Totally. And dressing, like, whatever he's wearing. I think they called him Ceramist one time. R.I.P. Ceramist. Yeah, so I think in the newer movie, the big thing is Jack Harlow, because they can't count on everyone discounting him for being white... They have to count on people noticing that both of his knees are bad. Right. Wait, who was the cameo? Oh, the cameo. Uh, Tyler Hero is a white basketball player, and also the first song that put Jack Harlow on the map is called Tyler Hero. That's right. Who's Tyler Hero based off of? A basketball player? Yeah, the basketball player's name is Tyler Hero. Oh. I don't know who he plays for, because why would I know that? He doesn't play for the Lakers. Does he play oh, for... he plays for the Kentucky Wildcats. That, that's what they're called? Is this a professional a team? Game. Okay. College. Oh, he plays for the Miami Heat now. But he's from Kentucky. What's the song about? Is this... <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Is the song better or worse than White Iverson? I was thinking that when like when I first heard because I was like who the fuck is Tyler Hero you make that up like is that an alter ego right. I don't I don't know who was drafted from Kentucky College to play for the Miami Heat why would you know that right also white guy can't even jump probably so <laughs> <laughs> it's worse than White Iverson <laughs> White Iverson's a much better song White Iverson's a great song but wasn't that also like Post Malone's first big hit yeah. So this is the hack, right? If you're white and you want to rap, you got to narrow in on an athlete, pen a verse. Did Macklemore do that? I feel like uh, when Macklemore first dropped on the scene, first of all, he was going by Professor Macklemore, and I'm pretty sure his first song was about being like a wizard. Um, I'm just, I don't know if we've talked about Short this before. Short answer is no. Where's Ryan Lewis? Is he okay? Did they get in a fight? Okay, see, I've thought about this. I don't know where Ryan Lewis is, but I do remember when Macklemore was on the cover of Rolling Stone in 2012 or 2013. Uh They interviewed both Macklemore and Ryan Lewis for the article. The cover was just Macklemore's head. I I can picture it. Yeah, they interviewed both of them for the the actual article. Mm -hmm. And Ryan Lewis was like, listen, when people fall out of love with Macklemore and his look... They won't even remember what I look like, and I'll still have a job. You didn't even put me on the cover of this magazine. So I'm, like, anonymous enough that I can still go make music somewhere else if I need to. 
So he was always planning on dipping and doing something else, but All I right. don't know what the fuck he's doing now. Is he okay? Don't know. If you Google Ryan Lewis, will you even get the right guy? I feel like it would pull up like a local dentist. <laughs> what is Brad Pitt's cousin? Oh, it's a Macklemore song. <laughs> That's funny. Danny Brown has a song called Black Brad Pitt. It's like the same. On January 22nd, 2016, the duo released White Privilege 2, the second single on this unruly mess I've made. <laughs> they gotta go. On June 5th, wait, that was on January 22nd. Oh, this is the next year. June 15th, 2017, Malcolm Moore, his official, announced via his official Instagram that the duo were on a hiatus. Wait, the last thing that that Ryan Lewis did was with was, Hobo Johnson. Yeah, he co-wrote the Subaru Crosstrek song. <laughs> Hobo Johnson. Wow. Brain Blast! Uh, Brain Blast. The Subaru Crosstrek song has a lyric that's, I'm a number one pick with two bad knees, and I think that's a funny coincidence for this episode. So his whole plan didn't work out then, huh? No. Look, wow, look at Michael Moore and Ryan Lewis. Look at those two. Tearing up their hometown. How is Jack Harlow so scraggly looking all the time? I've he been can... telling you this for actual years. No, I know. Well, it's always been true. It's just, it doesn't change my opinion on him. <laughs> he hasn't made enough money to afford just a I don't, trimmer. you know, I think we've talked about, like, veneers before. Mm-hmm. People can do whatever surgeries they want, whatever. Beautifications. I've never been like, this person should get it. You think Jack Harlow needs veneers? His teeth are straight. Something about his and smile white. gives me the skeevies. I don't think veneers are the solution. You don't know? I don't know what it is. I can't tell you what it is. It might just be his beard. I think it's his <laughs> beard, dude. His beard is very off-putting. Well, his beard is just like every white guy. Every, who doesn't like, give a fuck. Yeah, every scraggly white guy in your hometown. Well, that comes up as a race thing in this movie where, like... yeah. The black character is like, yo, you don't even try. Like, I actually maintain my appearance. I think it is. His hair is also fine. Yeah, his hair is fine. I can live with his hair. But, like, the Mr. Tumnus vibe is completely because his beard is weird. You're right. Oh, he has... Also, like, you can't change your growth patterns of your hair and shit, but, like, groom yourself, bro. You're literally rich now. Also, he might be cute with the shaved face. We'll never know. Little baby face. We will never know. I think he he needs to be too hard for that. Yeah, he's trying really hard to be hard. But is he hard? Mike's hard, maybe. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> um, believe it or not, you're not going to believe this. This is Jack Harlow's first acting role. <laughs> he did fine. Honestly, his acting was fine. No, he could have been worse. He could have totally been worse. It's okay. See, As someone who will say anything bad about Jack Carlo. Yeah, give him credit where it's due. No, oh, yeah. yeah. I, he didn't do... I wouldn't want to see him in the next... Uh, Don't Look Up. The, you think they're making a sequel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're going to start Jack Carlo. Doesn't that... Sorry. Spoilers. Doesn't the planet explode at yeah. the end of that movie? <laughs> I was just trying to think of a movie with as many star-studded... Jumanji. Yes. He'd be great in Jumanji. 
He might be good at like if they could put Nick Jonas in Jumanji, they could put him in Jumanji. Anything you could put Nick Jonas in, I think you could put Jack Harlow in. Agreed. All offense to Nick Jonas. Yeah, I love I love the boy. I think Jack Harlow's a better actor than um, Kevin Jonas. Like I said, I don't want to start seeing him and stuff necessarily. It doesn't need to be his main gig. Well, he might even be able to do. So I've noticed this. Alanis Morissette just comes up in a lot of shit. For whatever reason, there's, yeah, there's friendly. She's just always just there. Yeah, I could see him doing a stupid thing like that, right? Where they he just pops up at a party in a show and he like kisses some random character. Yeah, like they could just throw him a cameo here yeah. and there, and he would eat that up. Yeah, I, I'm also like not necessarily against it. Yeah, it'd be fun to see him from time to time. Yeah, you can do it. Maybe, maybe, maybe one of the roles will make him shave as a requirement, right? <laughs> That would be crazy. Maybe Imagine we could make that role. We're going to write a military film. We're going to write an army movie. <laughs> Jack Harlow is in the infantry. <laughs> He's getting his oh, maybe changed. we can like cast him in like like a role-switching thing for Les Miserables. <laughs> so he's Fontaine? He's Fontaine. You want to see him shave his head. And that's uh-huh. the only shaving head thing you could think of at the moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hmm. You think if someone offered him the role of Fontaine, he would say no? Can he sing? Probably a little. I'm sure he could sing a little. Enough Anne Hathaway good, though? Probably not. By the way, I was informed Nick Jonas was in a more recent Les Miserables than when he was Gavroche. <gasps> he was? Yeah, he was Marius. Like a live show? I think so. Oh, wow. He'd be a good... I just don't believe... I don't think they can get him dirty enough. Nick? Yeah. Dude, it's he wore a watch for too long. Like, the, he needs to be wearing a watch. He's also not a good enough actor to, like, Russell Crowe, Anne Hathaway. Those are good enough actors that even though you've seen them at their, like, most beautiful... Right. They can do that. Because they're, yeah. they're professional actors. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Whereas, Mr. Nicholas, I don't think he can talk. He's always going to sound like Nick Jonas. He's always going to sound like Nick Jonas. So, the rainbow candies, pretty much the only options are red and green or black and yellow. Wait, what's this blue one? There's apparently a blue one. It's blue and green. (laughs) Yep, I'm going to eat a red and green. The flavors don't change with the color, right? No, they don't. I've had every color. Except for this one. I was going to say. It tastes like pixie steak. Um, Okay. Another difference between 1992 and 2023. When we watched the 1992 White Men Can't Jump, uh-huh. in my head I was thinking, I don't know anyone who gambles this way, but it's been a while since this movie came out. Maybe this is how it was in 1992. However, the same exact shit is happening in the remake where people are like, do people bet $300 on a basketball I game? I think so, yeah. That is crazy shit. Stop well. it. It's been 30 years where since does, the Do you know where this takes out. place? Because let's just think about... I know what we're picturing is white old men sitting at gas stations hitting the lottery for hours. I think that's under my sentence. <laughs> well, it wasn't until I moved to Pittsburgh that I realized how big sports gambling is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Pittsburgh has a major league team mm-hmm. for every sport. And not a lot else happening. No. <laughs> so there's plenty of opportunity to gamble. Yeah. I would never... Even the things I'm best at, I don't think I would throw down, like, $300. Oh, wait, aren't they in L.A.? They go to, um, 
Watts. They go to Watts in this movie. Oh, okay. L.A. makes sense. Yeah. L.A. also makes sense for the Jack Harlow character's, like, weird CBD problem. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever say the word CBD in this movie, but... <laughs> so, let's see. What year... 92? I want to see what year Cheers ended. Was Woody Harrelson from Cheers? Yes. It ended in 93. Oh, so that's, like, right at the... He was still on top of the world. So Woody Harrelson comes in, I think, like, season five-ish? Eleven seasons of Cheers. Uh, so Woody Harrelson's character comes in probably around season four, season five-ish. Because, like, the bartender is, like, this old man named Coach. And the actor himself dies. Mm. And so they replace him with Woody Harrelson, who is just, like, this young kid bartender. Oh, he's the bartender? Mm-hmm. That's a prestigious role in the Cheers bar. Oh, no. 100%. He's I so thought cute. he was just, like, a ten- another guy. No, 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 no. He's, like, he's so cute in it, too. It's, like, the only thing that they could have... Woody Harrelson was the only person they could have put after Coach died. Also, his name is Woody in the show. And he just he's just like this young kid, and he's so cute. He, like, jumps over the bar, and he, like, slides in. And, and Ted Danson is, like, jealous. <laughs> he's so good in the show. Everyone's in love with him. And by everyone, I mean Including me. you watching it 30 years later. Yeah, I, th- I don't know anyone else who <laughs> was watching it as it aired, so I don't know how the audience felt then. I haven't seen anything online about it. <laughs> Because they weren't online. Because <laughs> they weren't online. Uh, but I'd like to imagine... Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> everyone else was obsessed. So I can imagine when this show came out, people were stoked. <laughs> or when this movie came out. Because Woody Harrelson's in it. Yeah. Woody Harrelson. National Anthem. Oh, boy. Does he perform it? I just wanted to show you a clip from Cheers. Oh, I forgot about this. When he's in love with Kelly. This is a classic Woody scene. Oh, he has hair. Yeah. What did I... S- oh, it's because I searched the National Anthem. I'm a, like, look at... Just seeing that screen grab. Do you get yeah, it? Yeah, I get it. I get it. With the little striped shirt. His little, his little collared shirts. Yeah, the shirt's cute. Like, look at him. Just making drinks. He's pretty dumb. I get it. Yeah. So, um, the first White Man Can't Jump has a 77% on the tomatometer. That's good. Do you want to guess what the newer one has? I'm going to guess like a 62. 27. Isn't that kind of mean? It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't 27% bad. At least like a 40 I think forty would be forty fair. is like, like critics. Than... They don't get it, right? They I gave. It. I said a sixty-two just because everything that Jack Harlow does, I think, is going to be bad. But right, like... so you were trying to make up for that, right? No, everyone. I think there are people in your camp reviewing <laughs> movies. I guess it's not like. Uh... <laughs> oh, so it's a Hulu original, which I think automatically a critic is going to be like a minus twenty percent. Yeah, <laughs> the audience score is sixty-three percent. Who's watching it, though? Uh, Jack Harlow fans. <laughs> Vince Staples fans. Mm-hmm. Director Kalmatic is both NBA and hip-hop savvy, but the film lacks any real urgency. The remake seems to be trying hard to be edgy. It does try hard. 
It does try hard, but I feel like it's a normal 2023 try hard. I agree. That part wasn't the problem. Honestly, my biggest beef with this movie is their Cinqua Walls character has this whole, like, mental thing where he, like, broke down when he was in high school and, like, attacked a fan in the crowd. Yeah. And the way that they, like, slowly roll that out is excruciating and not worth my time. Totally. I thought it was going to be something great. Like, I... I thought he, like, killed someone on the court. Straight up. The way that they draw out, like, there was an incident, and then, like, oh, the incident was at a basketball game. Oh, oh the incident he was- hasn't been on the court in front of people since that. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I totally I, agree. So that's That part, it- yeah. They do a flashback to this incident on the court when he was in high school. I shit you not, like, six different times. Yeah. And including this final game- where him and Jack Harlow are about to win, like, a half million dollars at yeah. some fucking pickup tournament. And then, like, he, there's a there's just a chance. He has this reputation as, like, a guy who flies off the handle. Yeah. And now he's going to do it again. And they, they just took forever. And it was, like, every time I was, like, kind of interested in what was happening in the movie, they'd be like, but- oh, there's the flashback. Mm-hmm. I agree. That was also the worst part to watch. Right, like, some shit happened, like, that's I'm the totally valid part of the plot. Right. Once you give us that he attacked someone at a that's game... That's kind of all like, we needed. Right, yeah. I didn't need you to do three more flashbacks to the <laughs> same incident yeah. throughout the rest of the movie. So, if I, if I had any qualms about the movie, it was that. Yeah. About, like, actual movie structure. Otherwise, like, I thought the jokes were well-written, they yeah. were funny. Well, I trust Kenya Barris probably more than I trust this director. I don't understand who this director is. Who's the director? Calmatic. Like, Kenya Barris makes very... Blackish is, like, an amazing show. Right. Like, Obviously, he's going to well write done. a great script. Right. Also, he knows to, like, do justice to this film that people like. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure this film was, like, everything to him. <laughs> Calmatic's highest rated Rotten Tomatoes movie is called House Party, also from this year. It has a 28%. And his lowest rated is the Jack Carlo White Men Can't Jump, which is 27%. Like, maybe I'm missing... Oh, those are his only two movies on Rotten Tomatoes. As of now, not impressed. <laughs> I just searched a white man can't jump. And I accidentally clicked on the 2009 short sci-fi. And the bio... The, the description is... A narcoleptic is the only hope in saving the world in a mass co- coordinated jump. That's funny. Uh, By the way, Calmatic is known best for directing the Old Town Road by Lil Nas X video. He's also made an ad for Target, Sprite, TurboTax. Okay, cool. You can make short films. <laughs> like, no, I, I won't argue that Old Town Road wasn't good. It was. Probably this TurboTax commercial was great, too. <laughs> I already used TurboTax, so I can't say if it's if it swayed me in any way, but... But... It looks like, um... Oh, he did a Nissan commercial? Oh, the other movie, House Party, is a remake of a 1990 film. Interesting. He did a Kendrick Lamar, Pharrell Williams, Anderson Pack. He Oh, he did a, the script. <laughs> oh, he did a Zane music video. Oh, really? It's called Still Got Time. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have not. Yeah, it seems like mostly music videos and commercials. Oh, okay, so looking at House Party, first of all, I would, this should be our next podcast episode. We watch both House Party movies. The first one was supposed to be DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, 
but they didn't fucking do the movie, so they had to get other people. But the remake has Kid Cudi in it. Wait, the first one was not DJ Jazzy Jeff. They Wilson? wrote it for DJ Jazzy Jeff. The original Jeff and the, Yeah, and the Fresh Prince. But they didn't fucking sign on to the project. <laughs> <laughs> and so now they're remaking it. So it never got made before? No, it did, but okay, with other okay, people. Okay, okay. And then the remake is produced by LeBron James. And uh, Kid Cudi's kind of a small role. It's like the equivalent of Vince Staples in this movie. Right, right. Two best friends who work as house cleaners and aspiring club promoters find out the mansion they're cleaning belongs to LeBron James. <laughs> oh, there's a house party too. Oh, Snoop Dogg's in it. Lil Wayne's in it. In the first one or the no, new the one? Remake. Wow, the first one has a ninety-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, I've seen this cover before. I've, yeah, I've never seen this movie. Mm. Oh, there's a house party three. It's on Tubi. There's a house party for It doesn't look like any of the normal people. The other people are in it. There's not a lot of movies where the original cast makes it to the fourth movie. The house party tonight's the night. Was that a fifth one? 2013. No. So this isn't the same as White Men Can't Jump. White Men Can't Jump was a standalone film. <laughs> I don't think these are the same people. <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried? And TLC are in House Party 3? <laughs> All TLC? It literally says TLC. Unless this means a dip. No, it means TLC. Oh, yeah. It's all of TLC. Even Left Eye was in it? Even Left... That's exactly what I was about to say. Oh, because the plot of this one... <laughs> is they're attempting to manage a roughneck female rap act called Sex as a Weapon. I'm assuming TLC That's what TLC them. is, yeah. It says sex as a weapon as TLC. Oh, there you go. Wow. Oh, this sounds great. So we just have to watch House Party 3, it sounds like. What's happening in House Party 4? (laughs) Well, Left Eye died in 2002. I thought Left Eye died in, like, well before that. I didn't know she lived to see 9-11. Yeah, that's mostly what I was surprised about. Oh, what a way to end this episode. Oh, uh, Jaime from Broad City is in the newer White Men Can't Jump. That's right. Yeah, he is. I forgot about that. I've never, I don't know what his real voice is. I don't know if this is his real voice or if the, I don't assume the Jaime voice is his real voice. It's just so much. He sounds normal in this, but. It also sounds like he's projecting. Right. He could be doing like a thing. He still could be doing a thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's responsible. That'd for- be funny if every role he did, he put on a different voice when nobody asked him to. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the, the downfall of the remake is that uh, the Jack Harlow character and the Cinque Walls character get in a fight and it goes viral. At one point during the fight, the Cinque Walls character is like, fuck the place I work. And Jaime from Broad City is his That's boss. Right. And That's it's like, right. you gotta go. Well, I was listening to... Uh, the Smartless podcast with Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes. What is it called? Smartless? Yeah. And they're, like they're not smart? Correct. They're, they, yeah. Okay. They're less than. Just make sure. But they're interviewing Steve Carell and they're like, are there any projects you wish you would have done? And he talks about this project with Tina Fey where basically he was a mail order groom and she like flew to Russia and brought him back to make, um, her coworker at the video store jealous of him. And that they, like, wanted to have Will Arnett on the movie, and Will Arnett was like, oh, that sounds awesome. And he's like, let's let's remake it, but uh, we can't make it about the video store anymore. 
we have to make it about and then his joke was the TikTok conference. Oh my god. <laughs> um, okay. Jack Harlow makes like a handful of jokes that are like a little bit queer baity in this movie. Does he? Yeah, like he does like he'll be like, Oh, you look so pretty or like Oh yeah. Which honestly on the okay, this is a pretty good conclusion because when it comes to Jack Harlow, the thing is, I was way more on board with him when he was the sidekick to Lil Nas X. He is an excellent sidekick. Yeah. And he would show up on that. red har- red carpets hyping up Lil Nas X. Recently, well, okay, so when Jack Harlow was invited to the fucking BET Awards and Lil Nas X was not, Jack Harlow showed up on the red carpet wearing a t-shirt of Lil Nas X, which was fucking brilliant. Totally. To be like, I'm disrespecting you. Right. <laughs> Why'd you invite my white ass and not this man who has changed the music industry? Right. We know why. It's because right. you're homophobic. Grow up. But recently, <laughs> for the, I think it wasn't it for the premiere of this movie, Lil Nas X showed up wearing a t-shirt of Jack Harlow wearing the Lil Nas X t-shirt. Oh my god. <laughs> I was fucking died. <laughs> he showed up wearing a Wait, t-shirt of the t-shirt. I didn't even know that. T-shirt. That's hilarious. It was so funny. But like that... Like, him as, like, a sidekick is fucking perfect. And, like, he's got the vibes for it. He's yeah. got the look of a sidekick. He's got the talent of a sidekick. Like, it's perfect. But then he decided he wanted to grab Try the bull by the hard. horns. Oh, that's really good. Do you see it? Yeah. It's fucking... Li- it's literally... He wore the pants, too. He wore the same exact outfit. <laughs> yeah, but he's in that shirt. Like, the, in the in the... Oh, my God. In the Jack Harlow photo, he's wearing, like, a watch. He's wearing a chain on his pants. Mm-hmm. And Lil Nas X is wearing the same thing. He wore the same glasses. Oh, the same glasses? Outfit. Yep. Amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Like, I love just being, like, that's my bestie. Like, mm-hmm. that, the whole vibe between those two is amazing. Agreed. Which, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because, like, I that actually never struck me as, like, queer baiting because I always felt like Jack Harlow just had, like, an immense amount of respect for Lil Nas X as an artist. Right. I feel like he was actively trying to queer bait in this movie. Interesting. Which, like, it's, you don't, you don't have me on board, dude. You're not, <laughs> like, I get queer baited by everyone and their fucking dad. <laughs> like, every last person, if they're a queer baiter, I'm the one taking the bait. I'm right. the fish on the hook. Uh-huh. Like, nine times out of ten. I thought it was ten times out of ten until I saw this movie. And realized there's one person who can't get me, and it's Jack Harlow. He's straight. No queer this... person has a beard like that. Name but one. But, is it queer baiting... If he's, like, saying it to people that are all, like, very much straight men. A little, yeah. Okay, yeah, do the fucking, do the album where it's just your government first name. Like, whatever. He's moving too fast. He is. I think he needs to chill out. There are artists who can crank out albums. Like, Taylor Swift puts out an album every fucking year. Ariana Grande puts out an album every year. Yeah. Bad Bunny puts out a summer album every year because he knows that that's what the people want. Mm-hmm. Jack Harlow's like, I feel like he puts out albums to like stay relevant. It feels it feels because he's scared. I think he thinks at any moment people are gonna forget about him, which is kind of true. It is true. Except okay, that's actually well. Did he put out the album to pair with this? Oh, maybe. 
But this movie has nothing to do with the album. I know, but just to be like... just Yeah, like, yeah. I'm promoting things. Yeah. Maybe. That was part of what tickled me so much about the J- Danny Brown JPEG Mafia song. I don't think Jack Harlow gave a fuck that that song came out. Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia have been making music for so much longer than him. Yeah. And they, they're both... Th- that's like two people who are comfortable being known on a smaller scale at the expense of like they get to make the music they want. Yeah. Whereas Jack Harlow's like, I need to be number one. I need to be the king. Yeah. And like, n- that's a hard role to compete for. Mm-hmm. But I also thought it was funny because like Jack, Har- what was that shit with Jack Harlow and Eminem? Jack Harlow put in his new album like I'm the best rapper since Eminem or something like that. Right. Never- well, he didn't say Eminem's name. He's like since that other guy. But then the funny part was that Machine Gun Kelly hopped on that <laughs> because of course he did because he heard Eminem and was like, "I'm here." <laughs> I'm the one who shit talks Eminem. And everyone's like, literally, literally nobody cares about any of this. Yeah, no. Eminem's not going to say anything back to Jack. I think Jack Harlow wanted Eminem to say something. Right. But Eminem's like, hopefully thrown in the towel. Yeah, like Eminem. Well, Eminem's like, you know what? I got my Rock and Roll Hall of Fame moment. Why do I need to interact with Jack Harlow? He doesn't. He doesn't. Did you see that SNL sketch? Yeah, the one you sent me. There's an SNL sketch where Pete Davidson, like, finds a script in the trash that Lauren Michaels wrote. It was like, I guess, it's like, like the premise is like, Lauren really wanted to do a rap song with Pete before he left the show. So he obviously does an Eminem cover. That's what Pete Davidson does on SNL. Of course. Yeah. And at the end, Eminem shows up and it's like, fucking stop. (laughs) Don't do this one more time. Do you think Eminem and Pete, like, what do you think that's like? cameras are off i they probably crack up oh i bet pete makes eminem laugh like a like a stupid person well what's kind of funny about those two we could probably do this forever so yeah but what uh, what i think is funny about those two is pete davidson's like whole thing is more similar to eminem than machine gun kelly's machine gun kelly wants to be similar to eminem Mm -hmm. which is exactly what makes him not eminem right whereas pete davidson's like yeah i'm like a little bit ugly I'm a little bit ugly. And that's why I have a drug I'm problem. Yeah. I live in my mom's basement, but I bought the house. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Me too, man. They seem adjusted in a similar way. Whereas Machine yeah. Gun Kelly just gives off like 14-year-old vibes year after year. Yeah, refuses he's to never, grow up. Yeah. No matter what genre he's in, he just can't grow up. <sighs> he's just always doing teenager shit. That's it. I'm sure there's more things to say about Jack Carlo, but... I don't have them. I don't have them. Jack Harlow. Okay, wait. I do have one more thing. <laughs> I think what it is is that P. Davidson and Eminem both have like a white trash thing. That Jack Harlow does not have the white trash thing down. I have the impression he showers twice a day and always has. That's true. Like, like he wants the first thing to no- you notice about him to be that he grew up poor, because it like takes the edge off the fact that he's white. But that's not the like that's the way white rappers can work, and that's how they usually do work. Is like, oh, man, I was like kind of poor and or like trashy was, somehow. Right. Jack Harlow I was the does only not white have boy that. In my school. But Jack Harlow, no tattoos. He's so has clean. expensive shampoo, ugly beard, with no excuse even. That's true. I mean, Eminem came onto the scene wearing a tank. Also, I don't even know. I don't know what Jack Harlow's background is, but like just the sense that I get looking at him visually. And even the, his music. His music is so, like, comfortable. 
it's just so <laughs> comfortable is a really good way to put it <laughs> like, i'm just not worried about it like i'm worried when i listen to early eminem mm-hmm. right <laughs> like where's his mom where's his next meal coming from is his wife alive right is his wife pregnant where's his daughter you know, obviously know a lot more post malone than i do why is post malone so much better than jack harlow well post malone's whole vibe this is the he sticks to this story he says he put out music because he ran out of change for cigarettes <laughs> see Fucking love. Like, I want to Venmo him right now. Even if that is completely made up, which it probably is because you had to be able to afford the bus ride from Texas to LA. Right. I <laughs> know. Uh, I love that. But he sticks to the story and he's like, now I'm sponsored by Bud Light and I use that to drink cans of Bud Light, mm-hmm. which is still very humble. The common person can appreciate it. Maybe Bud Light's a bit sensitive in this day and right. age. But, you know, a right. year At ago was time, fine. it was, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's hard. You can't be, like, the most privileged demographic in America talking about how hard life is. Yeah. A lot of rap is about how hard life is. Right. Also, a lot of... And, again, you obviously know far more Post Malone than I do. So, I'm when I say a lot, I could be very wrong. I feel like a lot of his songs are just about heartbreak, too. Which is also... Ever, that's always, like... Fair game for anyone. True, yeah. Any and genre. Instead of any whatever, every time Jack Harlow raps about anything, I feel like he's lying. <laughs> but like, Post Malone could just release his sad song, and I'm like, I get it. You're sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jack Harlow's thing at the beginning was that he was like the nerdy guy at his high school, right? And I feel like he made that work for quite a while, but then like once he got money, he was like. Oh, I'm the rich guy. Right, I'm the rich guy, and it was way too soon to be the rich guy. He's just not the rich guy. We're not you. We're not even you. We don't have any reason to sympathize with you. We're not going to sympathize with rich guy. He's just doing what he's doing. Yeah, he's just doing. I think thing. there's a place for him in the world. It's I fine. agree. Also, there are like bigger fish to fry. I stand being mad at Jack Harlow. He wouldn't have a place if Mac Miller was still here, but Mac Miller's not still here. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Put Jack Whatever. Harlow in the movie. Or you could have put Machine Gun Kelly, and I'm kind of glad you didn't. <laughs> right. Like, I'd rather let Jack Harlow have this. That's fine. What we don't need is a pink-haired Woody Harrelson. And... Well, all right. Fuck, Mary kill. Wait a second. Sorry. <gasps> the director of this movie did Old Town Road. Is that why Jack Harlow got this role? The maybe. director of this movie personally knows Lil Nas X. I was going to say, maybe he told Lil Nas X, I am directing a new white man can't jump. And Lil Nas X was like, I know hey. a white guy. Yeah, anyways, that's all. Uh, yeah, fuck Mary Kill. I don't know what direction to take this. I don't either. <laughs> Jack Harlow, Eminem. <laughs> okay. Post Malone. Alright. You're going to dare to kill. You know what I'm going to do. Wait, if I had to guess, you're going to kill Jack Harlow. Uh-huh. How could you possibly kill either of the other two when Jack Carlo's there? Right. Actually, I don't know what the rest of that is. I really don't. I'm gonna kill Jack Carlo, correct? I'm gonna fuck Post Malone. I, do, I really don't know which is better or worse. I'm gonna marry Eminem, because then he's got his ties to Petey. Then I got Lorne, and then I got Rachel Dratch right there. I'm sure Pete Davidson knows Rachel Dratch. It'll be just a quick... That's true. Yeah. 
And then, like, even if Eminem and Pete Davidson aren't, like, hanging out all the time, like, even if Pete Davidson doesn't get right. an invite to every party, at some point he's gonna be right. around. Yeah, I've got, like, 50 cent. I, so, if Eminem wasn't a legend, I would kill him. Just based on who I'd want to hang out with. Right. Fuck Jack Harlow, Mary Post Malone. Uh-uh. I don't think anyone would be mad at you. Um, and I'm only fucking Eminem because I want to marry Post Malone. Interesting. I think, I don't, I can't imagine fucking Eminem and... Just, no, that sounds really, I'm not I think, like, in that. fucking Post Malone would be fun. Like, a fun story. Right, Eminem is like... Something about fucking Eminem doesn't feel right. Too much baggage, honestly. <laughs> too much ba- Like, I I know too much about your mom. <laughs> Way too much. I've seen 8 Mile. <laughs> I don't want to look into your closet not once. I know what's in there. Like, I don't want to be married to Eminem. What if you're whipping up some spaghetti and you trigger him? I don't know what that man's triggers are. There's too many. There's got to be so many triggers. I feel like Post Malone, if he ha- if he gets triggered, he deals with it If he gets triggered, you give him a beer. Right. It may not be healthy. Beer and a cigarette. We're good to go. He was born on the 4th of July, the same year we were born. Obviously, that's my choice. I get it. I'm not against marrying Post Malone. That sounds like a fun time. I'm just against fucking Eminem. Something about it feels really wrong to me. I'm, like, scared. I think I'd be scared to fuck him and then just, like, run into him. Right. Well, because if you're fucking him, that means you're married to Post Malone, which means that you would run into Eminem at some point. Right. I bet Post Malone would be pumped if you fucked Eminem, though. What? How would Eminem feel about you fucking Post Malone? I don't think good. I don't think he would feel good about it. Mm-mm. He'd be like, oh, so what, you just like white rappers? Yeah, he would take it but very But Post personal. Malone would be like, oh my god! Eminem's so cool! Eminem's so cool! Hey, I'm married to someone who fucked Eminem! <laughs> yeah, see, that works out better. Yeah. A lot of ways it could play out. At the end of the day, Post Malone's alive. Oh yeah, no matter what. Yeah, there's no way the cookie crumbles where he's not. Yeah. He's gonna be just fine. He's alive and well. Knock on wood. <laughs> okay, bye.